This week's episode of The Curious Podcasts is brought to you by you, our valued listeners. If there are any topics you would like to hear us talk about, you can submit your suggestions at curious.podcasts at gmail.com. Also, if you want to show us some love and support, why not pop over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the curious podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Curious Podcasts with your hosts, Dr. Drusifer and Lawless. Yo. So, this week we are coming to you live from a beach, maybe. You can hear the gulls. So we might be at a beach. We don't know. Now, I've spoken to Madam Jem uh, this week. And two, two bits of news from her. Um, one is, Pod, the ca- our cat visitor from last week, is actually her familiar. So he was coming in and, and, give, and compiling a report on us. Uh, second is, Madam Jem's actually going on holiday for a little bit with her wife. So we won't. So I won't be see, won't be seeing her for however long. But in the meantime, we've got Pod in her place, mm-hmm. who will turn up at random. We don't know when he's going to turn up, but he'll turn up when he when he decides it's time for him to turn up. Also, I'm going to start the show off with a question for you, Lawless, from one of our listeners. Right. Okay. Or well, a question from John. How are you able? To organise mm-hmm. guest appearances when we're spending six days of the week as a cat. Um, I've got a really good agent. That's it. It's, it's That's it. Yeah, I just say, "Oh, can we have such and such?" And uh, he goes, "Yeah, I'll see into that." So, yeah, but how how do you arrange it with the agent when you? A cat for six oh, days right. a week. Are you talking like translations? Yeah, like translations, you know, because, you know, when meowing, the only person that we know of who understands us is Madame Jem. What's the she, She's not the agent? Do you ever think about that? No, I did not, but that would make sense. But there you go, that's it. That's why. I didn't just make that up on the spot either. Right, so so, Ma, so Madame Jem is the one who's arranging the guest appearances on our behalf because you can't well, talk. Well, I come up with them uh-huh. and then. Then the agents gets in touch with them. It's got connections, though. Well, it's good to finally have an answer on that one. So there you go, John. Speaking of which, Sylvester Stallone today. Is um, what, what, what's happening with him? Uh, he's running a bit late, but I'll be expecting a phone call in a inappropriate time when you're talking. Uh, yes, at an appropriate time when I'm talking. Uh, unfortunately, listeners, this week is going to be a bit of a short episode we think uh, I've been doing some computer upgrading uh, so I haven't had I haven't had much time well next to no time to uh, prepare for this week while getting the new computer set up and even then I'm still not finished with that yet uh, but a topic I want the topic I want to talk about this week is a phenomenon called shadow people now there's a lot of different theories out there I see a lot. There's a number, quite quite a number of theories out there. 
about the origin of shadow people. They were from supernatural to sci-fi and even down to mental health. Now, with the supernatural side of shadow people is that is that people are you know they're susceptible to seeing beings on the spirit on the spiritual level. Some people think the shadow people are malevolent. Some think they're not. Mm. But that doesn't mean that the two ideas are mutually exclusive. Some of the shadow people might be malevolent, while others of them aren't. Yeah. Uh, some might be a demonic entity. Another one might be a, a loved one who's watching over you. Mm-hmm. And it's just that your perception, the, the way the brain works, it might, it might be that the only way you could perceive these entities, whether they be demonic or a loved one or just someone else who's haunting the area, is as a shadow person. You know, so that's one possibility there. The scientific... Uh, the sort of like sci-fi side of it, or scientific side of it, is that they are sort of like extra-dimensional beings, like maybe people from a parallel universe, mm-hmm. where we're, where you might be in an area where the barrier is weak between our world and the parallel world, and you can't... Sometimes you, know, you, you will see the person in full, you'll be able to interact with them, but probably most of the time you can't, and you, you sort of... Like, seeing through the veil between the two Earths mm-hmm. and it only shows as a shadow person which is something which is kind of touched on in an episode of Doctor Who. Yes, the ghost shift. Yes, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the ghost shift you know, with the Cybermen. So that that's sort of like the basis for the scientific approach to the origin of the shadow people. You know that 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 was quite nicely done by the BBC there with, with that Doctor Who two parter, uh, and but if that was the case, what could be causing it? it, it is it really just a weakness that there's weak points in the barrier, or is there something else causing it? You know, has the other world done something? Have we done something? Mm-hmm. Now there are theories out there that the the large Hydron Collider. Well, I was going with that, yes, but I was going to say the large number of sightings, ah. especially in recent times. You know, what has caused it? And it might be, as you said, the large Hydron Collider at, at CERN. Mm-hmm. Well, because we don't know everything that they're doing there. You know, and there are concerns that, you know, that thing could destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. But what's to say that part of the experiment? Could be causing a breakdown of the barrier between worlds. It's got to be, you know, and, and, and that's a perfectly valid, uh, you know, it's, per- it's perfectly valid to be thinking. That. I mean, if they're trying to recreate the Big Bang, which started life in the whole universe, is it really that hard to believe that if they've done it again on a smaller scale, that they haven't ripped through something, ripped through a, like you see, a parallel universe or time hopped or they reckon that's what causes the Mandala effect, because we've we've jumped between the two, or however many, and it's all just a mess, because we've 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, I mean that's a, that's a, that, again that's very valid. You know, it's, uh, I, I could certainly see that being a a, a likely possibility. Um, I think we do need to talk more about it as well. Is the is what goes on at CERN, but I think you have mentioned previously you wanted to talk about CERN. There's a lot of things about CERN, but before we go into before before we go down that rabbit hole, there is the last uh, theory that could be an explanation for shadow people, and that boils down, and that comes down to mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, me personally, I've seen shadow people. And I actually believe the paranormal, the scientific, and mental health are all... Quite, that all three of them could be possible. So we're seeing different shadow people for different reasons. You know, the, I don't think there's just one reason. I think it's quite possible that all three could be the reason for seeing shadow people. You know, spirits of demons, the barrier between worlds breaking down, but also the mental health reason. Now, what I'm getting at with the mental health, which is something I picked up on when I think back in my 20s, is when your stress levels mm-hmm. are that high, especially if you're suffering from depression and anxiety, but you know, and, and you are really stressed, which in this day and age, you know, people are more stressed than what they used to be. Uh-huh. You know, especially with the, the the capitalist ways of the world, but stress can have adverse effects on the body. I mean, remember a few years ago when my legs kept going numb and I couldn't walk. That was stress. That's all it was down to was my stress. But prior to that, I was seeing a lot of shadow people out in the corner of my vision. Mm-hmm. Just at random, I could be working the night shift. You know, um, refilling the shelves on the aisles at the at the store the, the store I was working at, and I saw a shadow person walking past. It's funny you say that, you know, because my mum used to work in a supermarket, mm-hmm. and there was a ghost. Well, everyone used to see this black shadow, but it was so quick you couldn't really get a yeah a really good look of it. And that's what happened to me that night. Now, I don't think that my experience on that particular night was paranormal because there's been other cases where I've seen it like that. Uh-huh. And I, th- at, at that time, and around around that age period for me, that was my mind giving me an early warning that my stress levels are too high. And if I don't take a step back and start looking after myself, I was going to snap. Mm-hmm. Again, um, I have got a lot of uh, symptoms of borderline personality disorder, where you know I, I can go down a very self-destructive route. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I can't feel anything emotion-wise. Now, thankfully, it hasn't happened for a while since I've become more aware of my mental health. You know, I've been able to take steps to prevent things like that from happening, but because it was happening so much around that. Uh, period of my life I think my mind was causing me to have hallucinations to warn me that my stress levels were too high and I need to take a step back and look after myself yeah. and when I caught, cottoned on to that that they were only appearing when I was getting too stressed <clears throat> and I started looking after myself more they stopped 
But there was one experience that I had that to this day I swear was a paranormal incident. Do you want to hear it? Mm -hmm. So it was my first ever encounter with a shadow person. And it was most definitely not out of the corner of my eye. So I was probably about 17-ish. I was in my teens, mid to late teens. Uh Lying in bed, woke up. And as I opened my eyes, I just saw this figure at the side of my bed. Quite clearly, the silhouette of a person. Uh And I couldn't see through it. It was a black... And it wasn't like any type of see-through. It was a solid black mm-hmm. mass in the shape of a person standing at the side of my bed as if they were looming down at me. Yeah. And as I tried to focus my vision and realising what it was I was seeing, it just shot down right at me, the entire being. It was mm-hmm. up off the floor, straight at me. And I felt it... Impa- I actually felt the impact of it hit me in the chest. Mm-hmm. And it... It just seemed to disappear into me. Mm. And the thing that got me was that I didn't just see it happening. I felt the impact on my chest as it connected with me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still swear that that was probably some malevolent being trying to possess me, gain yeah. control of me. And it was, and then after that, that's when like, my stress levels were really getting too high and I was starting to see shadow people out of the corner of my vision but though that that's my sort of experiences i haven't had anything that i would probably class as the scientific approach on a personal level but i do believe it's a strong possibility mm-hmm. so you know, that that's my bit about shadow people also i think it's a uh, it's kind of like what type of mood you're in what type of because you do give off a certain vibe when you're in a bad mood. If I'm stressed or... If you kind of go out looking for trouble, you'll always find it. That's true. And I do believe that you give off a certain vibe, which probably attracts weird stuff. That's true. I mean, you know, the, the malevolent spirits, uh, demonic entities, you know, they, they do look for... People who are in a negative frame like, of mind. Yeah, low vibrational beings, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's how that's how they're able to gain access is through the negative like emotions, the negative mindsets, negative side of the mental health. Mm-hmm. But it's easier for them to oppress and then eventually possess yeah, I mean, somebody. Anyone who's ever been depressed will know how, how bad you can get. Um... God, I mean, it's stuff like that's like the least of your worries, really. When you like, don't you? When you're really bad, when you're suicidal and stuff. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's a, um, I definitely do think there's a connection, though. I think it's all connected. I think it's all connected. I think we're all just the whole law of attraction and stuff as well. Like you get what you put out, yeah. and stuff, and I believe it's probably got something to do with that. So you should always try it, even if you're not happy. Just I was always told to stand for the mirror and just say, 
you good looking bastard. You know, or yeah. like just smile at yourself. Um, because when you do stuff like that, it does make you feel better. Even if you don't really feel it, you'll eventually convince yourself that you are happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the thing to remember, though, where mental health is concerned, you know, is that eventually you are going to have to confront and deal with and get over that. That's like whatever it is that's been bringing you down. Yeah. So, you know, only saying, like only doing it the way that you were just saying there. Yeah, in the moment, you can treat the symptom. But you'll never be able to move on until you treat the cause. Mm. Otherwise, you're just gonna be, otherwise, you're going to be stuck in a never-ending cycle of treat, Yeah, but if you're stuck in a rut, and you know what it's like, you always need something to get you out of it. Yeah. Whether it's someone or... Even just a song comes on the radio, you're like, hi... And it gives you that bit thing, you know, when it gets you out of that rut. Yeah. And then, I think once you're on a roll, you kind of forget how bad you are. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Because, I mean, it's caused by you, in a way, so you should be able to fix it as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I get, I mean? yeah I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Not not everyone can fix it themselves. No, 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 I can't. I'm I mean, just there. that's why we're therapists. Yeah, but really, that should be the reality of it. Like, you should just be able to convince yourself, like, no, like I am happy, but it's not always that easy. But it probably can be done to a certain degree. Yeah, I think it, it's just popped into my mind here. It, with what you were saying there, it's something that my dad told me well, probably about 10 years ago, and he's mentioned it a few times since, is that there are certain periods, like certain points of time, where it is actually easier to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's down to, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but it's down to biorhythms. Mm-hmm. So if you can um, so like find out about your own personal biorhythm, you can find out where, when the best, when the best point in time is, for you to do something either trying to get yourself out of the ruts, you know, to improve your mental health, quit an addiction like smoking, etc. Oh, and it's all it's all down to knowing it, it all comes out into the, the biorhythms as well, you when the best point in time is for yourself. Your brain works on rhythm patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're stuck in a depressive state, it's like it's like a needle on a on a vinyl. Do you know like a vinyl? What's it called? Record. Record. Yeah. And it's stuck in that one groove. Yeah. And you just you just need to get it out of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like um, there's certain times of the year for me as well. It's not being about Christmas yeah. that I'm at my worst. Well, again, that, I think that comes down to the biorhythms mm-hmm. that my dad was talking about. Because like, the brain's not designed to make you happy. It's, just, it's like designed to make you survive. Yeah. It doesn't care if you're happy. It's always, it's got one job, and that's to keep you alive. Yeah. Fight or flight. Even in some ways, depression is a kind of form of um, a defence mechanism, in well, a yeah. way, because you kind of block things out and 
never again. I'll just be this way because it's easier. You know, it's. Um, no, I totally agree. I mean, I, you know my life story me dealing with depression, especially as a kid. Yeah. About how I shut down. I how my, I shut down on an emotional level. Because that was my brain's way of protecting me from all the bullying and other uh-huh. stuff that was going on in my life that I just, I, I just couldn't cope with. So yeah, I mean, what you're saying there is, is absolutely so right. So in a way, now that you're an adult, your brain is still the same brain. Yeah. So you're in that situation, it's going to put you back in that, in that frame of mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if anyone who is listening, we're not doctors, we're not therapists, we're just... Um, People, if you do feel it, I'd go to doctors, please. I'll talk to someone. No, there are medical professionals out there to, to help. You know, they're talking therapies, as well as said, your doctors. You know, us, we're speaking from our own personal experiences and battles with our own mental health, yeah. uh, as well as the mental health of families and family and friends. But no, by no means, we're not medical professionals. But if you feel like you need help, that you're struggling, please speak to your doctor, speak to someone from from the mental health profession. The help is there for you. You are not alone. You are most definitely not alone. Well, it looks like since... Oh, right, okay, yes. yes. So, Lawrence has been and got a drink of water. Um, oh. But, to ensure no rattling... Well, I think you might have just picked up... The microphone might have picked some up there. But to avoid it, I'm in charge of the bottle that he's going to be drinking out of. So, it won't be happening. Right. Well, that, went that, a, that, that went off on a tangent I was not expecting. It went a bit dark. But, you know... I think we could all relate. I think I think probably ninety nine percent of people can relate. Definitely, because there, there are going to be that that one percent of people who, you know, they, there's the, even people the, who are depressed and don't identify as it. Yeah, and there's people right. who have just got the, the sort of like the type of personality where they can't be affected by anything negative. They just they are genuinely in a state of constant positiveness. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, confidence. They're annoying. Is just <laughs> believing that you're confident, really. Yeah, the, the, you know the, the, I mean? the only person who can give you confidence is yourself. Mm-hmm. So it, it it all comes down to you as the person. Yeah. Well, I haven't got long left, really, because we didn't plan out. But that went. Um, that kind of made a bit time up. I must admit. Yeah. Um, but I have got some fan mail for him. Fan mail? Aye. Oh, wait there, I forgot. Hello, Sly? Yeah, are you on your way? Oh, you got the word fight. Uh-huh, an old woman. What's she called, Adrian? No. Well, you shouldn't shout bingo if you haven't won. That's just asking for trouble, that. <laughs> Uh-huh. She had a mean up, I caught. Uh-huh. Most of them do around you. Uh-huh. And a handbag full of bricks. Well, I think you brought that on yourself, mate. Um, 
Uh, we'll, we'll try again, but I'll go to the hospital, maybe get your arm sewn back on. Um, yeah, we'll try again. Nah, it's fine. Right, bye. That sounds great. Yeah, you shouldn't show bingo if you haven't one. No. It's a rookie mistake. Especially not, especially not in this area. No, no. Cern. Was that Cern? Cern? I said concern, but now you've mentioned Cern. Um, what do you know about CERN? Uh, Switzerland, Large Hydron Collider. Um, as you mentioned before, they're trying to recreate the Big Bang. They're trying to discover the God Particle, uh, which is seen as a bit on the uh, heretical side. I'll tell you what fucks me off, right? Ooh, long is, <laughs> is that I've got to apply for planning permission to put a fence up, right, in my garden. Uh-huh. But them fuckers can create a, a black hole, potentially. You and have, no one says a word about it. You have a very valid point. Say, oh, that tree is blocking my sunlight. Cut it down. Oh, this machine might suck the whole universe in and kill her. That's all right. I, th- I think... Oh no, no, that was NASA. I was just, gonna, I was just about to say that the discovery of how to um, do what, uh, travel at warp speed, but that was, that was a NASA thing, not a certain thing. What's to say, right, that they're not trying to break the veil and bring something in? Or someone? This is very true. Ooh. Mm. You, know, you know what? It's just made me think. I know. I know. I know this is your topic to talk about, but it's just me being. Remember, the Montauk project. Yes. And specifically the Montauk chair. Yes. And about how. About how they were supposed to have um, opened a portal. The creature came in and yes. told, told the lab on. Now, I obviously believe the Montauk project was <sighs> fake. That it never happened uh-huh. purely because well not purely because but strong I have a strong reason a strong reason for me to believe the Montauk project was fake was because the Philadelphia experiment is very largely tied into the founding of the Montauk project and the Philadelphia experiment has been exposed as a hoax. But what if someone's read the files of the Montauk project, real or fake? And they've decided to create their own version of it with yeah. the Large Hadron Collider. Well, it was... They were trying to find the card particle, which was called the Higgs boson. Oh, yes, yes. Um, because they didn't quite know what it was, so they just named it. They didn't know what the, what exactly they were looking for, so they just gave it a name of Higgs boson. Um, <laughs> so, when they found it... It's like that's that's the god particle, but what's to say they haven't created life? You know, like it's like to say that they bought something in and just not told her. I mean, the world's been fucking crazy these last couple of years. I mean, they might be trying to create sort of like a pocket universe. You know, like you said about creating life, maybe they create a pocket universe and they'll, they'll look again, seeing how things evolve there. Ooh, ooh. Or what if the LHC is somehow connected 
to the simulation theory. Oh, simulation theory is great. I love it. Um, to think I'm in some kind of simulation. Like, whoever's got the control off of me, like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I need some cheat codes. Just the money cheat would do. Yeah, instead, they'll probably get... But they'll hear you say that. Like, nope. Instead, I'm going to make you get on a horse, ride along, having a conversation with someone. The horse smacks into a rock. You go flying. And when you get back on the horse, you're like, what was I talking about again? I take it you've seen my YouTube channel. Yeah, I saw the video, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, on that note... Today's been a bit serious, really. Um, so, we've got some fan mail. I've already mentioned that. Aye. Um, and it's from Jenny Beaverlicker from, from Hemel Hempstead. She's 56 and a widow. So, hello, Jen- Jenny. Um, it starts, I have been looking for a podcast in my spare time since my recent retirement and the passing of my husband was I. So when I found your podcast I was pleasantly surprised because I like podcasts and cats. So but upon listening I was disappointed due to the lack of pods and cats. Although on a positive note Richie has a voice on par with Morgan Freeman and the knowledge as great as Stephen Hawkins. Now, bear in mind, I didn't write this. This is someone else. I don't know Drew, and I have never met him, but I just get the feeling that his tits smell like dog food. <laughs> Hate the show. Love Richie. P.S. Why is Drew a wanger? Well, that was a very colourful fan mail. Thank you very much, Jenny. Um, and all I have to say about uh, the smell of my tits is, given what Lawless said recent uh, in a previous episode about my tits smell, uh, about my uh, tits wet. Since when does dog food smell like sweat? Have you smelled dog food? I was about to say as a kid I ate dog food, but actually no, I didn't. It was cat food. Both disgusting. I've tried both. Bear in mind, I was like three or four, you know, you know that really curious age where you put anything and everything in your mouth, and I ate some cat food oh, out, of, out of the cat's bowl. You know, the, the, I think, I think it was Hoagie. Yeah, it would be no, it was, it was uh, Sophie. It was Sophie, we didn't even have Dennis yet at that point. Uh, my mum put the food out for dinner she was uh, Sophie she was the black cat we had you know the, the one that was dubbed the demon cat by everyone <laughs> um, yeah my mum put the food down and I got down and she kind of, I, I can't remember it she kind, of, she kind of looked at me she's like sat back is it I wonder if you want to try it try it it actually tasted nice Smells nice and what it tastes. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so, anyways, speaking of Morgan Freeman, I'm going to get him next week. Morgan Freeman next week. Ooh. Oh, I think I might be the part of. I mean, Sylvester Stallone. Come on, I told you that wasn't gonna. I, I knew he was. I, 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 told I got you. him. It's just an unfortunate series of events that leads up to these people not turning up. I told you last week we wouldn't be able to get him. I got him. He just didn't make Therefore we didn't get him. 
Why don't you shove a pen down your dick? Ow. Hmm. It's not very nice. Um. I think. Oh, right. Um. Well, actually, that's what I was going to say. Um. Oh, yeah, about Morgan Freeman. No. Right. So, do you know the, ba- um, do the song Hotel California? Yes. It was a buy. Um, I don't know. Oh, fucking hell. Um, right, well, it's about the Eagles or Eagles. Who do you think? Well, I would have to say the Eagles because I've only ever heard of the Eagles. Yeah, it's not. It's Eagles. Huh. Now, I don't know if that's a Mandela effect or people are just... Sometimes people put the before a band name for some reason. Yeah, it's huh. definitely just Eagles. Yeah, and then it's I, 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 think it's one, I think it's one of those things where something is on. Well, you know where we add words into the name of something. Yeah, yeah. Which aren't supposed to be there. Oh, it's a song by the Eagles. Rather than saying it's a song by Eagles, mm-hmm. it's a song by the Eagles. But because saying it's a song by Eagles, it, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like there's a group of. Eagles on well, a stage. No, well, no, no, because then you would still say the Eagles. It's because of the way the English language is. Shit. Yeah. Hmm. But another classic example of us adding words in that aren't really meant to be there, uh-huh. but because of how the English language is, we say them and then we end up thinking, oh, well, that's the right way to say it. Like, they're called the Eagles, but in fact, they're just called Eagles. And another classic example of that. What you know when you put your your van card into the ATM? Yes. What do you type in? Uh, not the specifics. What what do you <laughs> call, what do you call what you type in? Pin. Yeah, a pin. What do most people say? Number. Pin number. But what does pin stand for? Uh, don't know. Personal identification number. So if you're saying pin oh. number. You're saying personal identification number, number. number. So yeah. you're saying number twice. And that, again, it's because of the way the English language is, um, you know, or, uh, regional dialects or what have you. We do end up adding in extra words. Was, was that your attempt at a Mandela effect? No. Oh. Someone mentioned it the other day. Okay. Um, when you mentioned the Mandela effect, I just... I was thinking, if that was a Mandela effect, it was a shit one. Oh shit, you fucking old man. I <laughs> uh, don't think I've really looked at them this week. Because I was more, um, I've been looking at other things. Alright. Like, dirty pictures and stuff. Um, I see if I can try and think of one off the top of my head. Um, so is it only the one fab meal? Yes, this yeah. week anyway. This week. But I'm pretty sure we might start getting them every week. That would be nice. Uh, just a guess, like. Um But if you wanna if you wanna write in, it's um well it's an email address, it's called I don't give a fuck at gmail forward slash not gonna read. Or you can send the real email address, curious.podcats at gmail.com. Or that one. Um, oh, shout out to Craig, uh, a.k.a. CJ Fandango, a.k.a. Nana Dave. Oh, well, 
There you go, Craig. Thanks for listening. Is anything? What's that? Oh, my dad joke. Um, yeah, because you said you said you were going to do the joke this week. My dad joke. Okay. Um. Right. I need to see it in my head first just to make sure I get it right because I'm not very good at telling jokes. So. Well, you're usually funnier than me. Right. My wife caught us cross-dressing and she says she was so disappointed in us that she was going to divorce us. I was so mad that I packed her clothes and left. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. It was bad, but it was a good one. Yep. Okay, well, I think it's time for Word of the Week. Go on then. Now, I actually thought of this word last week uh, when I was talking about uh, the vernaculars you know, you know when I was talking about uh, a possible word of the week further down the line you were like nope 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 vaguely I was sleeping yeah. there out of sleep at the time I know my voice is so ASMR for you but the word that I got accused about so I looked it up to see if it was actually a word uh, it turned out it wasn't but I did find an alternative with a very, very similar spelling. And that is funicular. That's fun, F-U-N-I-C-U-L-E-R. And it's usually in relation to the to like a rope or the tension of the rope. Mainly dealing with uh, the cables for cable cars. Oh, like. uh, you know, like maybe like, uh, the, the local metro system, the overhead cables... So funicular would be when you're talking about uh, the tension of the the overhead cables uh, that the power's running through. Right. That's a good one. What do you have, mine? I do, yes. Fudge. You can eat it. Oh, oh. Fudge. I do love some fudge. I haven't had any for ages. Good. All the more for you. (laughs) Right, well, I think on that note, uh, we are going to call it for this week. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit shorter than what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, again, that was just due to lack of time for preparation for uh, reasons like... Your stupid computer. Which is now long... long no, there we go, episode six is bleeding through. Um, it's no longer a super computer. You know, it's uh, very nicely upgraded now. Yeah, the the parts that were in it were like from ten years ago, and I hadn't realised it was that old. I was like, "Oh, I need I need to get upgrading." So now it's running very smoothly. Uh, the fan isn't going at a million miles a minute. So yeah, I'll have to make some up next week for I am busy. I need to wash me up or something. Oh, that that's an idea that we could do on Minecraft. Shut up! Right, just just build a giant duck. I don't think we've ever done that, have we? No, we're not going to. Right, thanks everyone for listening. Yep, thank you everyone. Bye. Bye.